This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash retailanywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retailanywhere. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Monday, March 28th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Tesla gets a case of Corona, the chip shortage pinches GM, and another UAW official pleads guilty. Also, if you have to get stuck in a traffic jam, it might be more fun if Beyonce was with you. Would a virtual Beyonce be good enough? We'll talk about the possibilities a little later. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Former UAW official Tim Edmonds pleaded guilty on Friday to money laundering and embezzling $2.2 million in union funds. He faces nearly five years in prison. The Justice Department says Edmonds is the 17th defendant convicted in the government's ongoing corruption probe of the UAW, or relating to illegal payoffs to union officials by executives at the former Fiat Chrysler. Prosecutors have alleged that Edmonds, who served as financial secretary for Local 412, systematically drained its accounts of more than $2 million, money he used for gambling and to purchase luxury clothing, high-end automobiles, and firearms. The global microchip shortage continues to hinder production, even of key models like profitable pickups, General Motors says its Fort Wayne assembly plant in Indiana will be down for two weeks starting April 4th. Workers there build the light-duty Chevrolet Silverado and GMC Sierra pickups. A GM spokesman says overall the company has seen better consistency in semiconductor supply in the first quarter of this year compared with last year as a whole. However, there remains unpredictability in the chip supply base. GM's other light-duty pickup plant in Salao, Mexico, will continue to build Silverados and Sierras while Fort Wayne is idled. Auto Forecast Solutions says nearly 295,000 vehicles have been cut from North American production plans this year because of chip shortages. Over in Europe, where Russia continues its violent assault on Ukraine, Volkswagen will delay the launch of its ID.5 battery electric vehicle by a month, That's because of disruptions in the supply of wire harnesses from Ukraine. The ID.5 is a coupe-styled version of the ID.4 crossover that will be sold in Europe. VW says sales will now begin the first week of May. The automaker is building the ID.5 in Germany, where production is set to restart next week. Continuing on to China, Tesla is suspending production at its factory near Shanghai, through at least Thursday. The move comes as the government has issued a strict lockdown for the area due to rising cases of COVID-19. Residents will be barred from leaving their homes while public transportation and car hailing services will be suspended. The government will conduct a mass testing blitz during the lockdown in an effort to stop the spread of the virus. And finally, BMW dealerships in the U.S. are going to get an interior facelift. The brand's future showrooms will feature fewer vehicles, with each model having a display with lounge-like seating, unique lighting elements, and premium furnishings. 
The concept, dubbed Retail Next, will debut in the U.S. in July. About 25 BMW dealerships are in early planning to update to the new design. Nearly a third of the brand's 350 U.S. stores will renovate their spaces over the next few years. However, the automaker is not pushing the new design on its entire dealer network. Retailers who have updated their stores to BMW's current corporate image are given a pass for 15 years. For much more on this story, visit autonews.com. And that's the news you need to know. Virtual reality games for car passengers could make drivers eager for an autonomous future. What's all the fun about? We'll get into it after this. As online experiences have continued to evolve, it's clear dealers need an approach that will keep them in the business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion. So what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online to in-store experience? I mean, that's a great question. And honestly, it's, a, it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car. To other, it's sales and F&I. And they, they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus, you know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach. And then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on, you know, more of a big picture. Digital retailing is dealership operations, period. Reynolds' Retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big picture, holistic approach, visit reyrey.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. We write and talk so much about technology in the auto industry, batteries for EVs, lightweight materials, automated driving. Sometimes we spend less time on some of the really fun stuff, entertainment for its own sake. In time for Oscar season, we at Automotive News had Marcus Amick, a longtime automotive journalist based in Los Angeles, update us all on breakthroughs in display screens for movie watching, virtual reality video games, even getting around in the metaverse while riding in the backseat of a car. While in some ways the latest innovations are baby steps toward the potential uses in a future when cars can drive themselves and everyone in the car is a passenger, but some cutting-edge technology is coming to market this very spring, with Audi planning a virtual reality system for backseat passengers. Let's go to my chat with Marcus. Marcus Amick, welcome to Daily Drive. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. It's great to be on. You've been doing this uh, really cool project for us at Automotive News, writing about the cutting edge of in-vehicle entertainment. And, you know, it just, it makes me think about, you know, my experience as a vehicle owner, right? And when my daughters were young, uh, you know, a decade or so ago, road trips were always, you know, them in the back seat, watching a DVD on the screen that flips down from the roof. How is the in-vehicle movie-watching experience changing? What's the, what's the coolest tech in the pipeline? Wow, Jamie, you know what? There, there's really so much, so much going on, you know? Um, and and I, have to, I have to credit Automotive News for really turning me on to this world, you know? Um, in 2018, I covered the Unity Conference for, for Automotive News, and it was there that I just 
started to see where this backseat experience when it comes to entertainment was really was really moving well beyond this idea of, you know, flipping down or <laughs> watching uh, the, the screen, just the screen in the back. I, I think what you're seeing is that 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 companies um, within within the automotive sector and outside of the automotive sector are realizing the potential that right started from from road experiences and that you have this unique opportunity to create these experiences within the car. And, and, and right now, you know, it's primarily is specifically focused on the passengers that engages them even well beyond perhaps some of the experiences as they would have in home theater. So we're seeing everything from these cinematic screens um, that are now, you know, being implemented to actually streaming services and packages that are being developed specifically for automotive, um, for rear seat passengers. Um, and, and some really, some really innovative technology that is moving it even, if you will, for the passenger beyond the experience of just sitting in the back seat. And, and, and I think one of the companies that really speaks to that is Holleride, you know, and, and some of the things they are doing with their, their VR sort of experiences um, in creating these immersive gaming experiences where it literally, you know, and I, I've, I've actually had an opportunity to experience this where it literally you're in the back seat and you're playing these games and it is as if you are at Universal Studios, you know, here in LA, I'm not too far from Universal Studios and it, it literally is comparable to being at Universal Studios. Wow. And that's while you're riding in, in the car. That is while you're riding in the car. So literally you are sitting in the rear seat and you are wearing, you know, the, the VR headset mm -hmm. and you are playing a game where it looks like aliens might be coming up to the window from outside <laughs> the vehicle. And you are, you know, shooting the aliens, watching your points tally outside of the vehicle, right. <laughs> you know, right. as another alien is coming around the corner. You know, and what's really unique about the, the, the technology Holorize is that it's integrated into um, the actual vehicle's uh, navigation and data points where it, it's the content and the gaming is developed as such where it interacts with, say, the turn of the vehicle to put you in a different space in the game and to interact you in a different way with the game. So, say, for example, if you are making a turn to the right, there might be a monster of some sort coming around the corner to the right and comes up, you know, near the uh, near the window or seemingly near the window. Right. So, right. yeah, I, it's, I, I, it's 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 literally mind blowing. It really is. So you wrote one you wrote in the package about another company, Magnapus, and one some of the things they do. And I was at the uh, iPace uh, introduction, iPace reveal they did, and it was like you said, totally immersive. It was like, you know, if you were in Space Mountain, you know, and it was, you know, really intense. I, you know, I felt like some of the people some of the times turned and kind of bumped into each other um, or, you know, would would have if we had the chance to move around more. I think we, you know, we were trying to stay in our seats, but, right. you know, I worry, I wonder sometimes if you're playing a game, you're playing a shoot 'em up game or it's exciting, you know, is it going to be a distraction to the driver? Is there a chance, you know, like you're trying to shoot and you, you whack the driver in the head or just, you know, shriek when you turn <laughs> to face the monster? 
Well, you know what? You bring up uh, you bring up some legitimate concerns and questions that have come up about, you know, all of this technology and all of these screens and all of these, you know, these interactions. You know, of course, these companies, you know, companies like Holleride would contend that they have taken into account all of those safety concerns. But I mean, I mean, let's be honest. We know that there are there are some people that, you know, um, we'll look, we'll look, we are a little nervous if we're in the car, if there is nothing <laughs> going on in the car, no audio, you know? Right. Um, so I, it is, I think that is probably going to be one of the biggest challenges as this, as this technology moves forward, you know, and there are a couple of people that speak to that in the package of stories that, you know, we have, uh, developed here at, uh, for the automotive news, you know, special, but, um, I think it's going to level out. And and I think what you are seeing, you know, and I think some companies are a little bit more forward in saying this uh, than others, but what they are attempting to do is they are setting the stage for whenever we get to fully autonomous vehicles. That's what they're doing. Um, I think they are looking at ways that they can begin to integrate these experiences in the vehicle realizing that the, the, the first priority and the safest is absolutely, you know, the, the passenger, the rear passenger. Um, but I think as, you know, that uh, we move closer towards fully autonomous and Jamie, you would have a much clearer idea of where we are in that world, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think as we push closer towards that, you know, you're going to start seeing more of these these technologies and these these experiences roll out. I'm going to tell you one of the things that is really interesting to me about the space that says a lot about um, what companies believe is its potential, right? And how you can tell that there's something else going on here beyond the backseat, beyond the backseat passenger is the partnerships, the collaborations in this space. You know, even even Holleride, you know, they have Anthony and Joseph Russo who are, who are advisors or sit on their advisory council. Now, I posed a question <laughs> to Holleride specifically and said, hey, so are, are we looking at, you know, content that is going to be in these vehicles that where Anthony and Joseph Russo, who, are, who have created these amazing uh, films within the Marvel universe, are they going to be creating in-vehicle content experiences? They would not answer yes or no. But here's what we know. The fact, the fact that they are on the advisory council and you have that kind of talent in-house, right? Those kind, that, those kind of names that are involved in some capacity and advising you in the direction of where you are headed with this from an entertainment standpoint says to me at some point, I am going to bet that both Anthony and Joseph Russo at some point are going to be able or are going to be creating content in this space. And I think the same speaks for, you know, Magnaplus, the fact that it was founded by, you know, two Oscar winners, Brent Grossman and Alex Innings, speaks to, you know, the, the, the type of investments um, and the type of content and the business models that you are going to start seeing in this space. I thought it was really interesting that you characterize this as sort of, um, you know, practicing for a self-driving future, for an era of automation. But I also wonder how much this sort of intermediate step, the electrification, uh, plays a role. Is there a thought that, you know, if people have to park for 20 or 30 minutes to get a decent, you know, to recharge, uh, that they need some more entertainment while they're sitting there? 
Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you said that because I have been trying to track down this, this startup that I think is focused on that very thing, right? That they are looking at those, those, those short form, let's call it short form content, right? Experiences right. where you right. have, right? Where you have this opportunity to really, you know, engage people why they are doing, while they are charging their vehicles or while they are in, you know, um, I think the example uh, I used in, um, one of the pieces is comparing it to coming, you know, from a Beyonce concert, you know, and being kind of stuck in traffic, but in the midst of being stuck in traffic, having the, the capability to tap a screen and have a digital version of Beyonce appear in the car and give you a personal recap, you know, of, of her, of her show from the concert. So I, I, I think you're exactly right. If, if you look at, Say, for example, the time that it, it takes you to charge a vehicle, there's a great opportunity here, right, for this really engaging short form content. So I am absolutely 100 percent sure that we are going to start seeing some business models specifically focused on that in, the, in that area. Interesting. OK, so before I let you go, um, what is I mean, self-driving cars, mostly out in the future, electric vehicles, you know, four percent of the market. <laughs> what exactly. is what is coming soonest is it uh, there's an audi system an audi virtual reality there's an audi system. yep there's an audi system the Colorado experience vr experience is going to be rolled out or offered in uh audi in june um i hear that there are some other announcements coming down the pipe i haven't been been pipeline i haven't been able to confirm them but i think that you know once you see um an oem company like uh, Audi stepping out in this space and saying that we're going to offer it, you just know that there are going to be others that are going to follow right behind. So I think we're going to start seeing that. One of the things we didn't get a chance to talk about is everything that's going on in audio technology, you know? Right. And I think if you look at what's going on in the audio space, you know, you realize that they are absolutely setting the stage <laughs> for, for something bigger. Um, so I think across the board, whether it is, whether it is these, you know, these innovations we're seeing in audio, you know, for in vehicle experiences, whether it's strictly audio uh, in, in the sense that it's enhancing, you know, our, our podcast or how we hear our podcasts, you know, in, in our daily commutes, or whether it is an experience like um, the Polaroid experience that will be available in Audi in June, that we are seeing these bits and pieces of in-vehicle entertainment that are going to transform that space in ways that we have never imagined. Still early days, a lot that's unanswered, but uh, a lot of interesting things being explored. Marcus, Absolutely. thank you so much for uh, pursuing this for us and, and talking, with about, talking with it about me here on the show. All right, thank you for having me, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get all the news on product development, innovative partnerships, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making this show part of your daily routine. Now let's all get back to work. <laughs>